All right, ladies and gentlemen, people of the world, today I'm with Dr. Campisi. He is a COVID-19 survivor, and I'm interviewing him today because I want to see what his experience was like and maybe still is like, and perhaps he can share with us, you know, what he did for his own type of treatment, and um, maybe he has some tips for anybody else who does have COVID-19. So, Dr. Campisi, uh, you are in New York, right? Yes. But Queen. you would say Ozone Park, New York, or do you say Ozone Park, Queens? Uh, yeah, Ozone Park is a neighborhood in Queens. All right. So, you know, I'm a non for all us non-New Yorkers, do you usually say Ozone Park, New York, or Ozone Park, Queens? Uh, New York. Ozone York? Park, New York. All right. He's a city boy. That's all that matters. Yeah. All right. So, uh, when did you get COVID-19? How long ago was it? Yeah, probably like six weeks ago. All right. Um, how long did you have it for? Uh, me, I had it for, uh, five days. I was sick for five days. So you would say you're symptomatic for five days. Yeah. And mostly it was, uh, yeah. So the first day I had, um, uh, first I had a really bad fever. So, um, no, not really bad fever. I had a really bad headache, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had a fever for about five days. The fever was actually low grade, like between 100 and 101. Mm-hmm. But the first was the headaches. And this, just for the one day after that, the headaches were gone. And then I had body aches for, let's say, a couple of days. You know, okay. body aches were pretty severe for a couple of days. All right. Would you say your entire body hurt or just kind of like your head in general? Well, the first, the first day was a headache, like, you know, just my head and then, the next couple of days with, with all, my whole body, like something you would go with the flu and get aches with the flu. All right. Well, did you have really bad shivering? No, I didn't have it at all. My, my wife had that a little bit. In my house, we all had it. I have three kids, mm-hmm. and we all have had uh, COVID in um, a couple of days apart, and um, we all had it a little different, actually. So the kids had it pretty light. They only had it for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Really no symptoms. And my wife... Pretty similar to me, except she had a really bad cough for much longer, like maybe like 10 days. So okay. she, yeah, she had fever a little longer too. But um, All right. Let me ask you this. So how long do you think, you know, you, well, first of all, do you think you know where you got your exposure from? I don't know for sure. I mean, probably from my work, but I, you know, who so knows though? You think you got it from a patient? Do you have any idea? Do you think that um, the time it took from exposure until the time you actually started having symptoms? Uh, no, not sure. I mean, one thing I'll note is uh, what happened was I started wearing, uh, you know, a mask. And uh, when I f- the first mask I had was very uncomfortable because it was just the one I can get. It wasn't like the surgical mask. It was the heavy M95 uh, mask. And uh, it was very uncomfortable. I really had a hard time not touching it and i'm thinking maybe it was from touching that you know because actually before that i had pretty good safety protocols and i didn't get sick before that right but uh once i started touching i have i suspect might be from that but i'm not out of it for sure okay all right okay so you had headaches or at least the first 24 hours you had a severe headache yeah and then really for and the next few days you had a, you can, you considered a, I would consider it a moderate fever, but I don't know, lower moderate fever. And yeah. then a few days of body aches and then, <laughs> excuse me. And that was about it. Right. 
Uh, well, yeah, you know what happened? That was a little odd, different than like a typical flu. If you ever had the flu and you get your symptoms and right towards the end, you get like the, the, the uh, like the sweats. Yeah. And then when, once you get the sweats, then like the next day it's almost gone, resolved. I had that, like I had the sweats. Right. And I was like, that's it. And then the next day after that, it almost like recycled everything all over again. Then I got fever again, wow. body aches. And then I think I had it happen twice. Like, like I, had a, I had sweats and then it happened again lighter but yeah so wow. i kept having series of sorts with, with you know wow. over days kind of strange you know oh that's interesting it, it kept coming back did you ever have coughing uh yeah yeah in the beginning not too long me personally mm-hmm. i have asthma so i was actually concerned in the beginning mm-hmm. the one thing i did do was uh you know i was really conscious of breathing so mm-hmm. even even when i was even even before i had it i was really conscious of like um, taking deep breaths, getting, uh, you know, making sure I was taking a series of deep breaths every couple of days or, or a couple of times a day, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was sick, because I, what happened was, um, so let's just say, uh, so, you know, when you sleep, you wake up in the morning, you're a little more congested, maybe. I would make sure I took a couple of very deep breaths, uh, maybe wait a half hour, an hour, and, and do it again. Do it all day long, a couple of deep breaths. Mm-hmm. And then from doing that, it felt like, the congestion in my in my lungs like would go away. Oh, and then um, but you're laying around all day, and like, maybe a few hours later, you feel like you're getting like a little congestion here. I would take a couple deep breaths again, and it would feel like it went away. That actually happened with my wife too. She was starting to get like chest pain, and it, it seemed like it was getting a little worse with the breathing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was telling her about that with the breathing, and she said that also. She felt like it helped her when she was taking some deep breaths. Um, she almost felt like. Um, like anxious about it. Like it was very uncomfortable and she was getting nervous. She knew that, you know, the lungs are the most serious of what, what could happen. So, yeah. but when she did the breaths, she seemed like she got, she it helped her too. And then hers was a little more like it would come back a little quicker and then she would do the breaths again mm-hmm. and then it would make it go away. So she felt a lot better with that. So I think that's a good thing. You know, I want to, I've been trying to tell people that, that you should do that. Yeah. Be conscious of eating, make sure you don't put the ammonia in your lungs, you know, just try to avoid that if you can. Right. All right. So let's, well, let's, Let's officially put that down here as a good tip is um, taking deep breaths. Uh, how would you do you? I mean, okay, let's first put it there. Maybe a two or three deep breaths every hour. Yeah. Every yeah. hour, just, you know, take stop and take some deep breaths. And would you just like take a yeah. deep breath and hold it for so many, 10 seconds, 30 seconds, and then exhale? Or how do you do your deep breaths? I was just as deep as you could, let it out. Mm-hmm. Deep as you could, let it out, and that's it. Now, my wife, like, what would happen is she would take a deep breath, and you'd feel like you would, it makes you want to cough a little. If yeah. you're getting that, it means you probably have a little, you know, a little moisture in the lung. Mm-hmm. And then, if you're getting that, like, it makes you want to cough. Yeah, I would do it even every 15 minutes until that sensation goes away. Right. Where you take a deep breath now it doesn't make you want to cough. Right. Now you can fix it out a little more. I did that with my wife and it helped her. I think it's it started, you know, it made that sensation go away. So you know. When she would cough after the deep breath, would she cough up some, you know, cough up some mucus, and that would help, or no. did it, and that didn't happen. No mucus. It, I don't think we, we the way we did it with the breathing. I think it stopped from allowing it to get too bad. I'm sure if you had pneumonia, I don't know how much. You know, we didn't have pneumonia, so I, right. I don't know if you, if you already got to that point where you have an infection or what. Right. But at least preventative, trying to of stop that from happening. I think, I think it was good. So, yeah. all right, Doctor Campisi, do you think that just doing the breaths? Even if you're not having any trouble breathing, is just a good preventative tip, anyways. Once an hour. 
You mean to, to, if you think you're going to get the, the illness you're saying? I mean, if you have the illness, but you're not having any trouble breathing anyways, or, just just do the, the breaths anyways. Absolutely. Yeah. I would tell. If we're worried about pneumonia, you know, and that's that's the severe part of this, it seems like. So, uh, uh, yeah, why not? I mean, it's healthy anyway. It's not harmful to you. It's not, it's not invasive. Why not do it? You know, so. Right. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Let me ask you this. Uh, did you find any other, that you had any other symptoms that I see out here, like changing in skin or changing in skin color in your toes or um, anything like that or um, any other? Like you, know, you said you didn't really have chills. So that's no. good then. Then you were, you know, you're probably generally pretty healthy and it appears, you know, all we generally see in the news is the doom and gloom, but st- statistically, at least 99% of the people, I believe, are getting over this or, you know, 98 or whatever it is. So yeah, probably you're generally a healthy guy and that helped out a lot, I would suspect. Yeah, I was trying to do extra things to try to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that, you know, uh, vitamins, you know, the cells are up in vitamins. I was doing that. I was taking some vitamins. I was trying to get good rest. Uh, I was drinking green tea. Even when I was sick, I did a lot of green tea. Okay, that's um, good. You know, that, that's uh, one of the things I wanted to ask is what was your diet like? Or what were you taking um, as far as normal phar- pharmaceutical drugs or just alternative stuff? What were you doing? I, t- I took nothing because uh, I had heard, you know, that they're saying the um, the NSAIDs that are anti-inflammatory are bad for it. Right. That's what I've been, I, I don't know the facts about it, but uh, Advil, Motrin, Ibuprofen. So I was, I, I, that's what I've heard that that's bad. So I didn't take that, but even Tylenol, that's not anti-inflammatory. It's just a painkiller. Um, I didn't want to reduce the fever. I just wanted to, especially that it was a low fever, 100, 101. Yeah. I'd rather have the fever and let it kill off the, the illness, you know? Yeah, I so agree. If it got to a higher level, I'd consider doing something different, but at the, at the levels that my fever was, I wanted the fever. I wanted to try to kill it. So I didn't, right. I didn't, Try to reduce my fever at all. Um, right. That's a that's that's sounds like good advice to me. So you said you were taking green tea. Were you taking any other vitamins or eating a lot of chicken soup or anything else that you're eating that may have been, that may have been helpful? Um, I was eating pretty healthy before I get sick. Um, when I was sick, I had soups. I mean, I, you definitely. I lost my appetite. I, I lost like ten pounds, and I think it was five or six days. So wow. I basically didn't eat. Like it was, you had no appetite. You really Interesting. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the other symptoms that people, that interesting that you said you had no appetite, but I thought that one of the early signs that you have it is you lose the ability to smell and or taste. Did you notice that? I didn't have that. No, no. Okay. I'm sorry. Did you say something? No, no. Oh, okay. I, I didn't have a loss of uh, smell or taste. I could taste the food. Right. I just had an eating. It was just, you know. Just had no interest. Yeah. All right. So green tea um, and just eating normally, but you didn't really eat much because you weren't hungry. You'd lost your appetite. No. It was uh, soups. Soups. Drinking lots yeah. of water. I, yeah. Uh, green tea, water. I was trying to you know, drink some hot liquids. You know. Right. I heard that was good. Uh, I don't know, but I know the tea, you know. Okay, great. Uh, what was your mental state like during this? I mean, were you concerned or worried that it was going to get worse, or you've just had a very positive outlook? Like, I'm going to get through this, and everything's going to be okay. I was pretty positive, you know. For some reason, 
I don't know. I had it in my head that I, I, I assumed I was going to get it because I'm not exposed to a lot of people. Yes. So I was just like, you know what? It's going around. I'm probably going to catch it anyway. I would, you know, I expected it and I wasn't nervous to get it or anything like that. Right. Um, when I got it, I was just being super conscious of staying healthy and mm-hmm. watching out for my lungs because I have the asthma. But other than that, I wasn't like afraid, oh my God, something bad's going to happen. And I was just, I was pretty positive about it. Right. Now you got it first and then your family got it afterwards, correct? Right after, like the next day. And then the next day it was kind of like that. Were you already sequestering yourself before they got it or by the time they got it, it was too late? Um, yeah, they, we were, cause we're pretty, we do a lot of stuff together. So we were already, I kind of knew that we were all going to get it. Cause it's just like, we do a lot of stuff together. I'm not really, you know, right. But yeah, frustrated, but yeah, we, we it, it was kind of like the next day, uh, uh, somebody was, uh, my son was sick and the next day after that, my wife was sick. So was, we were like, all right, I guess we're all getting it. So, it's know. too late. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. What about your yeah. community? What have you noticed? Like, have you noticed like, you know, on Facebook, like, do you see a lot of people saying that their friends have got it or stuff like that? Or do you know personally a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people that's gotten it personally? Um, yeah, definitely not everyone, but definitely a lot of people have it. A lot of, um, a lot of people passing away, you know, um, almost every day, somebody on Facebook, you see somebody passing away. Yeah. I don't know. You know I guess, um, yeah, like, like, so I, I know a few people, um, you know, like, and they, generally they're elderly or, um, yeah, they were sickly before. So mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that was like young that got sick and passed away, but, um, but a lot of people though, like here and there, uh, you know, so, you know. Yeah. I think it's interesting because if you're in New York city, I mean, it's like, you know, I hate to use the word ground zero, but I mean, basically that's where, you know, probably one third of the cases in the entire country are right there in that city. And, you know, I'm in Texas and, you know, my city is probably one at somewhere between one and a half and 2 million people. I think there's about 1600 cases. Probably. I think the latest I've seen is 48 deaths. I only know one person who's this guy that's a dentist that said one of his staff's grandmothers had passed away. So you don't really see it here as much. And it's probably happens a lot through the rest of the country, which is, you know, I don't know. You know, people are starting to relax a lot. I don't know if that's a good, I kind of don't think that's a good idea just yet, but you know, I'm not in charge of the economy and the, you know, the political situation and, you know, people haven't been there where you have. And you, since you have been there in the, you know, in the thick of things, do you think that people should, you know, be staying in and, and hunker down until it kind of passes over? I mean, generally the way things are, I think that like business should open up. That's my opinion. Right. Uh, stay social distancing. I mean, pretty much, I don't know how it is by you, but everyone is wearing a mask over here. Right. Right. They want everybody's in a mask going to the store everybody's separated that should definitely stay for a long time there's no reason not to why not why not stay like that keep keep the curve flat mm-hmm. um but i also think that you have businesses open now what I, I think they should definitely open some more businesses so right. um you know you know you might you open some businesses that might be a tick up i'm sure but as long as you can keep it you know, keep the car flat, you know, then, because in my opinion is people are going to get it. I think it's going to be, um, 
you know, it's going to spread. So it's not, it's, you can't really stop. You can't just stop it cold. I don't believe you can. Right. Uh, trying to spread out the amount of people, I get, the people that are getting it, trying to spread out over a longer period of time. So it doesn't overwhelm the system. Right. So yeah. I think that's happening, or at least it seems like it's happening right now. So, um, I'm, you know, so I, in my opinion, they should, they should start opening businesses as long as they're trying to keep everybody distant, stay safe, and people using masks and gloves. I think you should, I think it could stay, in my opinion, is it should be able to stay, the curve stay flat as, as long as they follow those procedures. But I think we should be able to open the business. That's my opinion. I mean, yeah. I don't want to change going back, but I don't think we should have opened earlier. But I think at this point, Right. Yeah. I I generally agree with you. You know, things here have pretty much, you know, we were one of the first states to kind of open everything somewhat back up. A lot of, you know, the restaurants are generally closed. You can go get drive through at most restaurants. I was shocked when they opened up movie theaters here. We were the first people in the country to movie theater. And I don't know who's who's desperate enough to go see a movie especially when you have Netflix and all these things at this point, but the movie theaters have opened up and you know, I believe a lot of places, you know, some of the places like there's one grocery store that we go to, it's called Trader Joe's. I don't know if you have that, but almost every time we go, they're very good about limiting the number of people. And you always have to stand outside and wait. I think it's just supposed to only let 25% of capacity in there. So you're always, you know, every time I've been since, since the last few weeks, it's like I have to wait 20, 30 minutes outside to get in. But some of the, you know, some of the bigger places like, you know, Walmart or whatever, there's generally, I've never, I haven't seen a line. Also yeah. here. The BJ's and Home Depot, almost always a line of BJ's Home Depot. Uh, uh, certain stores maybe, you know, because they have to limit. And then I know there's a lot of stores where they can, they can serve customers, but the customer can't go into the building. Mm. So they have to bring it out. Yeah. Well, there's people waiting outside for you to hand to pick up the stuff, you know? Right. You know, it's, but, so, uh, it's so funny that you mentioned Home Depot because we were going to go to Home Depot a couple of weeks ago and there was a crazy line out there. And I'm like, nobody, Home Depot is never this busy anyways. And it's a giant right. store. What are they doing? Because, I mean, I... I mean, with that giant, they have lots of space. I don't know why they were limiting, and I, I presume that they are a, a you know considered a um, a necessary service because people have got to go. You know, if you got to go fix something, a plumbing problem or an electrical problem, you go to Home Depot to buy parts. Yeah. But that was the one place, you know, that that was just what is. We also have another place called Lowe's. Do you have Lowe's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's basically the same thing. And Lowe's didn't have a line. But I don't oh, know. Really? Yeah, I was surprised. But maybe, you know, maybe Home Depot got popped and got in fine for not doing something or I don't know what their deal is. But uh, yeah. Um, so what about social situations? Are people gathering there for parties or like outdoors or what's going on? Like if someone has a birthday party? Um, no parties that I know of. I mean, uh, you know, maybe a couple people will get together, but they'll be pretty far apart <laughs> i guess yeah, you like that yeah. you know one thing they've been doing a lot is uh if it's somebody's birthday they'll do like this almost like a parade of cars i yeah. see that a lot oh wow so it's, everybody gets ready they line up uh-huh. uh then they pass the person's house and there's like 10 cars and then people in blue and stuff so <laughs> last week we had like four of them because it's just you know may i guess a lot of birthdays so uh yeah a lot of people do it oh. yeah the other thing over here is like the teach the the schools are closed so in the beginning 
you had like um, the te- all the teachers from the school, from whatever school that was, they would like drive around the neighborhood and parade, same thing with, and, it, they, and they like noticed everyone, so everybody knew that this was happening. And then, uh, you know, so everybody's by their house and, uh, you know, the teachers were passing by beeping at the students, students waving at the teachers from their house, you know, mm-hmm. so they had a lot of that going on. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's real nice. Do you... Um you know, what I have read recently, they're like, people are, you know, you're not in Manhattan, but you're close. But a lot of people are just, it looks like they're just, Central Park is getting busy now again. People are maybe yeah. just, and I was pretty surprised. I just, you know, it, it's been such a tragedy up there that I was surprised that, you know, I would think that people would be more willing to stay in. But I, I thought I'd read that even New York, people are just sick and tired. Of yeah. you know being inside and they're just going out. They don't care anymore. Yeah. So let me think. So April thirteenth, um, I think it was the thirteenth. I remember going out and it was like it was like it looks like an apocalypse. It was I went on a highway where you you usually track uh, pack the people and it was like no like not even one car. Wow. Really, like we're, we're, I'm, I'm talking like normally a rush hour time midweek and it was desolate. There was no cars. Right. And that went on for like, let's say a week or so. Mm-hmm. Then the next week was more cars. And now it's, now it's around town. It's normal. Like there's cars are out and about. People are out and about. Um, and like there's, there's a park right across the street from my house. So in the same thing. In the beginning it was less. Now, you know, because now in New York, nice days. There's been a lot of nicer days lately. And jam-packed with people. Not on top of each other, but just pe- lots of people though. You know, so what about this? I mean, what are people doing about the subways and the trains out there? Because that's you're just piling, you know, 40 people in a little bus. Yeah, I think that's why it spread actually initially. It was um, because they didn't do anything with the trains. Uh, And train you can't avoid it. You walk into a a train car and you're just packed with people. I I don't take the trains because they're pretty local, but um, uh, yeah, but I think that was an issue. I mean, they've been cleaning them, I heard, but. but yeah, I mean, I guess people still been wearing their masks and stuff, but it's it's hard, and there's less flow because a lot of things are closed. So yeah, I guess that that for that reason the trains are good. But um, uh, but yeah, it's still it, it's probably one of the highest chances of getting it for somebody else from the trains at all. Right? Yeah, that would be a little scary. Do you where you live? Or is a lot of things in walking distance, or is most things driving distance? Um, no, mostly driving. You know, I mean, you know. You're, you know, Manhattan is so dense city population. It's kind of what, you know, I think the most average person's like city life when they think of, you know, Manhattan, but Queens is basically still kind of city life, but I think it's a little bit more, it's not as much as suburbia, but it's, it's still very different. It's not like Manhattan, but it's, yeah, it's like a cross between, it's closer to suburbia, I guess you'd say, but it's definitely... Yeah, you'll have strips of stores, and you'll have series of strips of stores. But it's residential where I'm at. You know, uh, depends yeah. on. I mean, Queens is a huge place, so it depends on where you are. Right. Um, you, know, you can drive an hour, and you'll still be in Queens. So, wow, that's amazing. I mean, because because there's traffic stuff. Oh, yeah, not okay. Just, but uh, but yeah, the sum of Queens is right next to Manhattan, like across the world to Manhattan. Where I am, it's to- you know, I'm near JFK Airport, so I'm pretty far from that from from that area. So. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's real interesting. All right, so we got the breathing tip. Would you got any more tips for people if they happen to catch COVID nineteen? Um, 
no, just take care of yourself. Be healthy. Get good rest. Yeah. You know, or be as healthy as you can. You know. Right. Okay. So you can do that, and you can do that now. You don't have to wait to get sick to do that. You know. Right. Exactly. What's interesting that I think and it, I found that's interesting is what people have been talking about, and you might find this since you're a chiropractor, is that laying on your stomach or prone is much better for your lungs than laying on your back. What do you okay. think about that? And have you actually experienced that since you're a chiropractor? Have you ever went and like laid down on your table face down and seen anything? I've never looked into that, no. Mm. It, it, it probably makes sense because I think um, – yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look into it and see for sure. I don't want to advise yes or no if I don't know about it. But Right. Uh, that makes sense. Just curious if you had any experience with that at all or not. Negative? No, no. So are you back to work now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably about half of normal flow. So. Oh, wow. That's good then. Yeah, I'm halfway. You're halfway back. That's excellent. Uh, what are you doing is like, how are you running your practice? Are you, are people coming in wearing, ma- are the patients coming in wearing masks? Are you wearing masks? How does that yeah. work now as a chiropractor? I'm wearing masks. My staff's wearing masks. Um, patients pretty much, I, I'd say almost a hundred percent that wear masks. Um, probably a good 50% are wearing gloves even. Yeah. Uh, they just wearing gloves throughout the day. So, they, you know, right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so when they come into the room, they don't usually have a sign-in. There's no sign-in anymore. Right. They, they're to separate distance from from staff so that the staff is more separated now. Right. Uh, That's interesting. When we credit cards, we don't have them sign it anymore. They just kind of – we process it a little simpler so there's less contact. Mm-hmm. Um, when they walk in the room – well, they work, when they work in the office, the first thing they have to do is uh, sanitize their hands. We have sanitizers for them. So right away, they sanitize their hands. Now, if they touch things, it's less contact. Um, and after every treatment, uh, we like sanitize the table after every single person. Right. And we, we sanitize pretty well, like into the spaces where the spray and we wipe it too. So it's pretty sanitized. So yeah. oh, that's great. That's interesting that some of them don't wear a mask. Cause I know here, anywhere you go in public, the law is that you have to have a mask on. Is that not the same in New York right now? Yeah. I think you do have to, it's just, yeah. You know, you're never going to get 100% compliance, I guess. You know? Right, yeah. And I guess you're not there to, you know, you're not there to police anybody. You're just there to treat people and help them. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if they're walking in, taking it off. I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, I, when, when they're in the room with me, because I, I basically go from room to room. I'm not like watching them come in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, virtually 100% mask, though, you know. So. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, that's very interesting. So you got to, that's interesting how you've changed your office procedures, you know, to kind yeah. of handle this and wiping the table down between patients. And I think it sounds like you're doing a great job. Um, yeah. it, we have to anyway, so you can hand. So it's even the waiting room is not as packed, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot less. The way my flow is, it's pretty quick anyway, but right. it's even, even faster now because there's nobody really, there's never really like more than two people in the waiting room at the time because it's just. Rooms get filled. There's people waiting, and it kind of flows fast. If there's anybody that's um, like high risk, yes, uh, been one patient high risk, and uh, we just have them come when there's nobody, we, when there's no other appointments, we like almost like after hours, right? So they have contact with other people. That's what we do with that. How do you define him as a high risk? I mean, he's a high risk because he's elderly, and and that's yeah. what you mean is you don't want him to be there. You you give him space. He's Pretty elderly, much diabetic, or something. Yeah, high risk, we basically 
like there's no maintenance care for high risk. Right. They have to pretty hurt to come in, you know? Right. We have basically one person right now that's high risk like that. And, uh, yeah, they're hurting and, uh, they're elderly with some conditions, not, I, I wouldn't say very high risk, but they're, let's see, he's probably like uh, late sixties with some other health conditions. Right. So I mean, it's not eighties, you know, but, uh, you know, but we still just to make sure. Yeah. All right. What's interesting I think about is, you know, in my opinion, I would assume that most of the public goes to a chiropractor because of because they're in pain. I'm sure, I don't know what percentage of your pat practice is just people in pain, or there's people that are going there to get themselves, you know, keep themselves in better alignment to prevent the pain. Um, but what it made me think of is, could a person? confuse body aches and since you've experienced it body aches from covid as back pain that needs chiropractic care is it could they confuse it you think yes um no i mean when i had it it wasn't it, it was very different okay. it was, it, and, and i had the illness first so right. i was kind of first um yeah, typically when you get a flu, you don't get the ache as the first symptom. It's usually later on. You know? Right. So I would say, you know, I guess it's possible to not, but I would say pretty much you're going to know you're sick at that point. I want to say one thing about my kids, like the kids, um, you always suspected they weren't feeling good. With, with the strange thing about the hundred to 101 fever is you could definitely have that and not know it. Like in the course of my illness, um, mm-hmm. never high. So, Couple of days in, I'm like, you know what? I feel pretty good. I guess it's gone. I checked my temperature; it was 101. Wow! Because because you, you were feeling better, but just the temperature was still high. A couple of days later, I'm feeling pretty good. You check the temperature; it's it was still like 100, 101, or like like in the morning it'd be 100, in the afternoon would be 101. So you could definitely have that fever and not know it. The fever, you could definitely I, without doubt, you could definitely have that and not know it. That's very um, interesting. Yeah, because I figure sometimes, from my personal experience, a lot of times. And maybe it's just with this illness, but a lot of times I felt like I'd be like 99 or just maybe at a hundred. And I know I feel off a little bit. I'm not right. Like I wouldn't be like, a, and I'm not trying to discredit you or what you experience. I'm just saying for me, I, you know, even I know that I'm something's not like, I'm not clicking on all gears. You know what I mean? Was that, do you think that's yeah. just with this illness or do you think in general you're like that? Wait, say it again. If if I'm, um, do you think that that you didn't really know, even though you were fever, you had a fever, but you didn't experience any symptoms from the fever? Do you think that's with this illness specifically, or just the general the way your body feels fever? Um, that's hard to say. Whenever I've had illness in the past, mm-hmm. it was either a high, a higher fever or or the fever was gone. Like I never had a low grade fever for that long because basically it was a low grade. Fever. For like four or five days, you yeah. know. So, so you, if you, you definitely feel like it's resolved, and yeah, it's not the common way you get sick. Like the way I've had it in the past, I was surprised. I remember being a few times surprised that I still had a fever. I didn't think I had it, right. especially when because you, you had stronger symptoms and then they got better. So you almost feel like if you get that sensation of compared to where it was, now it feels less. Right. So it's hard. If you were healthy and you went to 101, yeah, you'd feel a difference. But if you go into like headaches and achy to no symptoms, but you're like 100 or 101, then you might feel, oh, you know, it doesn't feel like much. Yeah, I guess if you're paying attention, you probably should know it. But, you know, if you feel like you're better and you're going about life, because I've had a, 
I'll tell you this, I've had a lot of people tell me that they thought they were sick. They're like, you know what? I probably had it. I was feeling this a few months ago, a month ago. You know, I, they didn't have a lot of symptoms. They didn't get a, you know anything bad, but they felt like they had it. And now they're some of them are able to test. And I think a few people tested when they did the antibodies. They, they did show positive. You know, so they never got. They never felt like they had the full symptoms of an illness. But they're checking the antibodies now, and it's, it's you know they have it. They had it. I should say. So yeah, I think it's amazing that some people. I think have been. I think they have the antibodies, and they've. They've have never been symptomatic. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty amazing that they've had that. So I can believe because again, my kids didn't have much, so really? I could totally believe that. You know, because again, like in some of them, I would just check the temperature. They didn't think they were sick, and they had the hundred one. You know, I like mm-hmm. If you didn't go out of your way to check it, you, yeah, you could definitely put it that way. You know. So. And I could see that maybe now that's why I believe some places in the U.S. now are, at least workplaces, are now you know, mandatory taking their workers' temperatures. Yeah. And I have a friend that is, you know, I, I do a lot of business with toy companies from China, and I have a friend that is a Lithuanian guy, works in China, and we, we just became friends because he sends me product and stuff. But... He was telling me that he would go to work and not only have to wear a mask to work, but they would take his temperature at work. So in light of all that, what it made me think about is, and from exactly what you said is, you know, maybe people could be going to work feeling better. And, but if no one took, they still have a little bit of a temperature, but they're feeling better and they don't think they do. So that's probably why the necessity of taking their temperature while they're at work. Yeah. No, I like, I mean, it's a simple test. Why not? I mean, yeah. you get a little device that takes the temperature quick. I think it's a good idea, especially if the workers are working relatively close together or in some kind of contact, you know, um, right. why not? It's a way to try to screen out some people. Right. You know? Oh, here's what he asked. Tell me something that people don't know about COVID as a survivor. That's a very good question. That people don't know. Um, no, I can't think right now. People don't know. Well, I mean, I went through some of the things that, that you might not know. I mean, it was, it was just like strange, like um, uh, compared to like typical flus. Yeah, you know, I kind of was expect the way it started. Kind of felt like a flu. Mm-hmm. So you almost like feel like it's going to be like a flu, but then it wasn't. It kind of progressed very strangely or different. Like. Like, you know, if you've had like a flu or a cold, it kind of like, it almost has like an arc. Like you get sick, it gets severe, it gets less. And a lot of them were like that. This was not like that. It was kind of like, like, yeah, severe and down. And like, it came back again, it came back again. It was like, it was just like a strange progression, which is, uh, yeah, I've never seen anything like that. It was kind of strange, you know, odd. Even my wife, same thing. Um, again, she had a lot of coughing and it, I almost thought she was done with it. And then with her, she actually had uh, her coughing wouldn't leave like for a long time. She had severe cough, like additional week after some of the other symptoms were gone. And between the five of us, none of us had it exactly the same. We all had it a little different. Like um, she had more coughing. I had, you know, so it was just it was just odd, like how everyone gets a little different, and uh, and it doesn't just have that peak, you know. So um, I got lost, Gemma. You're back. Um, yeah, yes. so it was just. So just be careful, like, if you're getting it, don't be like, oh, it's over, I can do what I want. I mean, just, you know, 
just keep uh, watch yourself even after it's gone. Make sure it's totally gone because it's kind of felt like it came back to me. Yeah, and I noticed that you used the word that it was different. So really what you're saying different from the regular flu is not really the way you feel. It's just the severity and the way the severity changes. Is that what you're saying? Like, well, even like let's say a cold. Like when you get a cold, mm-hmm. you get it. Like, oh, the symptoms start. And now you get the, you know, you get the sniffling, you get the headaches. Maybe it peaks and then it goes away. Right. You like get it and it goes away. This was kind of like the, like you get it, it kind of went away, and then you get it again. Like different symptoms came, like severity changed, and they went away, and then like almost came back again. It was almost like waves, where instead of just having it and going away, right? Kind of like this. So, um, yeah. And then the other thing was when when me, my wife too, when you get the breathing thing, it was almost like as it's going away, like it, you almost feel like it's done. And then you get more of these other strange symptoms, like either the coughing or the breathing, kind of hit later instead of like at the beginning, which is like usually most illnesses, you get hit real hard at first and then it goes away. This is, you get hit, it feels like it's gone. Then you get hit. Like it's almost like a, uh, like a sucker punch, like the second, the second hit of it. And it's like, it's unexpected. Like it doesn't feel like it should hit you at that point. Right. That we, me, at least me and my wife, we did get it like that. It was kind of like, like a lag effect of it. Oh. You know, so just, so just keep it up. You know. Let so. me, let me. So he has another good question to follow up with. That is, have you noticed any long-term side effects from it, or anything? Are you feel like you're a hundred percent over it, or do you have anything that's lingering, or you know, something that you know, it's still. I'm hundred percent. I'll, I'll say one thing. Um, I didn't, I didn't even talk to you about this before, but uh, my my son. Let's see, probably. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard. There's this thing. Uh, oh, How old is your son? He's uh, 13, uh, 16. 16, this okay. Uh, so, um, Kiyosaki. So, it's, there's this, did you hear anything about that? That there's almost this uh, this uh, uh, this illness that these children are getting that they might have had COVID. And you heard uh, about it? I think, is that the new thing that's out now? Like some kids are getting a severe problem? Yeah. So, um, what happens at, Again, and again, I'm not the expert in this. I just kind of read some articles about it. Mm-hmm. And something like, so what happens is, I think they were getting a fever, a low-grade fever, but then they were getting um, severe stomach pain, uh, diarrhea, you know, severe vomiting, diarrhea, and, and then breaking out with like a rash. Right. Uh, and then they, I saw one that some, uh, a young child had died, I think, from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been hearing stories. I haven't heard of anybody that had it except, my son did have something that resembled it. I, I don't know if that's it or not. It, mm. it definitely symptoms were different than how they're describing it. So I don't know if that's it or not. But he did have severe, like uh, very severe vomiting, like vomiting for like thirty minutes continuously. Wow! And really severe. Like I, I thought it was appendicitis almost. I mean, I checked me and have it. It was like it almost seemed like an appendicitis. Interesting. And the way describing this disease. They do mention it like that, that you almost get like, it feels like so severe, like you have an appendicitis. Um, and then he did break out a rash, but he didn't have some of the other symptoms. So I'm like, I don't know if it's that or not, because he didn't have a fever and it kind of came and went real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but there's this, you know, un- underlying thing that's going on. I don't know what this is. I don't know if anybody else has it. This, I, ha- I don't know anybody else that, that their kid had this. So I, I, I don't know. And he's, 
in, in the article I saw, they, they were saying like, I think five years old to 13 or four to 14, he's 16. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it is that or not, but it's just in any case, there's this weird thing going on and I don't, I don't know much about it, but, but this is, I mean, we might hear more about it in the future, but this is just something else kind of related that's coming up. Yeah. yeah, that's very interesting. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I didn't. I, that is real interesting how, you know, obviously everybody's going to respond to it differently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think I've read it, but I don't know if it's true or not. You know, it's like, are there different strains of it or not? Uh, you know, it COVID? depends. Yeah. You know, some yeah, I've heard, that's the other thing. With the, in COVID in general, there's been so many changes in their, you know, the experts, there's been changes in their, their opinions, the mask, the not mask. Um, I heard very early on that there was m- more strains. I-, I think currently, I don't think that's true. I also heard that something about um, that they suspected that people that were getting it more than once. And then I saw two articles recently that said that that wasn't true, that uh, they found out later on that the, um, it was a false positive or something like that. So, uh. And it's not in our country, it was some other country that did it. So, I think that it's just, you know, I think it's just one strain right now. I mean, again, I'm no expert, mm. but uh, I mean, I'm sure it can be just like anything else. And, but I think the mutation would be not like this month. It would probably be six months a year out if that's going to happen. Right. Um, because I haven't heard of, uh, I've heard a few people having it. I haven't heard anybody having it twice. So, right. Um, All right. Let me but, check to see. Let me check the questions here. He asked, what would you say to someone who thinks they've already had the virus back in January? Which is interesting. I don't. I guess it was starting, you know, back, I, I don't know the timeline of when it was breaking out in New York. I think I, from what I have read is that a lot of New York got affected from people traveling from Europe go to New York. Mm. Well, I'll say this, like, I, I'm, you know, I was tested positive. I actually had the test that was tested positive, so I know that I understand mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm pretty confident that I'm essentially immune, so I can't catch it by, you know, if I was to touch it, I don't, I don't believe I can catch at least a strain of it. Um, that being said, that doesn't mean, you know, I could still get other people sick. <laughs> right. You can catch it and then breathe on somebody and get them sick. I don't think that can happen. But I can touch an infected surface and transport it. So you still have to be careful. You should still wash your hands because you're my even my hands, even if I was immune, my hands can still spread around. So I should still wash my hands to protect the safety of other people. Um, yeah, you know, so that, that just means you, you, you should still do exactly the same thing. Protect, you know, uh, act as if you had it. I, act as if you have it. Make sure you're safe. Try, try, you know, just do what you can. Because even even other people's, um, you know, like I, I don't believe I can catch it from breath anymore. Like I said, but um, yeah, I still walk into a store. I still wear the mask. People get concerned. They get nervous. You know, so you know, just just wear it. It's, it's really not that difficult. Do we have to do and wash? And even if you've had it, again, the hands, make sure your hands, because the hands is what's going to spread. Right. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking is that you've already had it. So I guess you naturally have the antibodies to it. So if you get exposed again, uh, you won't become symptomatic before your body will just naturally start taking care of it. Is my, is what I'm, you know, I'm just kind of going with my thoughts here. Your body, you know, even if you get exposed, your bodies will naturally kick in and fight it off. So you could, I'm trying to think about how you, if you, if you, how you could reinfect somebody else 
by breathing, sneezing, or coughing on them? Or is that not even possible? It would only be by touch. I don't believe by breathing. I mean, you know, I'm not a virologist. I don't think I can. I don't think right. I can by breathing. Right. Um, I think by touch you can. Because, you know, anybody, like, if, you know, imagine you stick your hand in uh, you know, peanut butter. Right. So now you have peanut butter in your hands. You touch the walls. Now the walls have peanut butter. You touch a person, now they have peanut butter. It's the same thing. Right. You touch something infected, your hands have it. Doesn't mean I can get sick, but I can spread it all badly. Now, what happens is, the other thing is, so let's say you're afraid to get it. You'll be cautious. Mm-hmm. If I've had it and um, I'm not afraid of it, I'm not going to be cautious and I'm going to spread it to a lot of people. So you definitely do not want to do that. Right. You'll definitely get, you don't want, you know, even if you've had it, you still got to be cautious. You got to be careful not spread it around. Right. And I was just curious thinking like, okay, since you've already had it, do you think that you need to wear a mask anymore for, for your own protection, not for protecting other people? I don't think I need it. No, you don't think you need it. But I, but I do, you know, yeah. I wear, I follow rules like a rails, but, um, I don't think I gain benefit from it, no. Well, I'll say one thing. I forgot to mention this before. There is one other thing, a tip. So, hands, right? So, your skin, your skin, put this way. If you, uh, you know, if I touch coronavirus, something has, I, now my, I have it on my hands, right? Um, the only way you get it is by, you know, is touching your mouth, your face, because that's how you affect it into your body. So, your hands, it can't just go through your skin. Your skin is a barrier. Right. So, so if you're out and about and your hand, you have you know, your hands are healthy and all, um, you're touching. If you wash your hands, if it's keeping your hands clean, it'll be a barrier. Except, except if you have a cut on your hand. I've been telling people this too. If you have cuts on your hands, as soon as you touch it, you will get infected. Right. So be careful. If you have cuts on your hands, you should be wearing gloves to protect yourself. Right. You know? But this, you know, something I haven't heard that at all actually. So my opinion is this: if you don't have cuts on your hands. Unless your hands like chap, uh, I, I think it's actually better to have uh, to just wash your hands. Yeah, I think you're more likely to wash your hands if you don't have gloves on. So if you have no cuts in your hands, I, me personally, I'd rather not wear gloves and just wash them all every time. I, you can do hand sanitizer and do whatever you can. I think gloves are more likely to transfer. Um, but if you do have cuts in your hands or you have, or you, you know your heart, you know, you work with your hands, you have like cracks, then you should wear gloves. So just be careful. You know, that's the thing to keep in mind. You know. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, you know, I don't, when I go out, I just wear a mask and I don't wear gloves unless I had a cut. Otherwise, I don't see the, really the, the point of it. I mean, like I said, I, I basically agree with you. So, all right. So, whoever's listening to this, if you are in the Queens or New York metropolitan area and you do need a chiropractor, go see Dr. Campisi. I believe it's called Ozone Park Chiropractic. Yeah, that's what it's called. Ozone Park Chiropractic, obviously in Ozone Park, New York. If you're in Queens, you should know where that is. He will take good care of you. He will get you out of pain quickly, and um, he will keep your spine tuned up and keep you living as best as you can to your potential. Right, Doctor yep. Campisi? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else? Any other advice you can give to our listeners here? Uh, no, nothing I can think of. Nothing you can think of. All right. Since Dr. Campisi doesn't have any more insight for us, I want to thank Dr. Campisi. So thank you, Dr. Campisi, for being on my podcast. Thank you for sharing your experience with us and everybody else in the world. And um, stay safe out there and stay healthy.
Everybody stay safe. Thank you. Take care now. Thank you. Mm-hmm.